If we are born again, heaven is our heritage. That means this has to affect how we live, the culture in our marriage, the culture in my home, the culture that I allow into my home, the culture that I engage with. And I cannot have the excuse as a Christian that certain things from my culture I was born in that is not in line with God's word. Oh yeah, but that's my culture because my culture has changed. We have to realize that when I give my life to Christ, He has to come first. And the Word of God has to be the main moral compass in my life. I have to look at my culture that I was born into physically from my new culture's perspective. And the things that are not contrary to the Word of God, yes, that can stay. But the things that are contrary to the Word of God, that is from my old man, it has to go. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. We will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. That is my prayer for all of us that we will all serve the Lord in every area of our lives. But especially when it comes to serving Him on the call to be united. And the, one of the reasons I'm doing, I've played that song today is not just because it's close to my heart and I'm excited and proud of that song. Uh, it's also because the message that I want to share with you today ties in with the public holiday we had just now this Friday in South Africa called Heritage Day. And we are celebrating all our diverse, amazing cultural differences and the unique uh, cultures we have in this nation, so many languages, so many, so many different, amazing, uh, colorful people and cultures that we have in our nation. And it's so awesome to, to see it, to be a part of it. And I, I always remember when, I, when I've been overseas to other nations and I come back, that's one of the things that I realize I miss the most is, is our eclectic diversity of not just the languages, but the, the music and the, the different ways we do things, the different ways we, we make food and, and how it has cross-pollinated. And, and, but there's one thing, you know, that we also know that we, most of our South Africans have in common, and that's we, we know how to braai. Uh, braai. <laughs> for those of international, that is the word in South Africa we have for, for barbecue, is to braai. Uh, Chesamania is... Uh, one of the other ways we say it. And, uh, and this is what we typically will do uh, for our Heritage Day is to bride together, get together, family, friends, and have a great time around the fire and making food and celebrating who we are as South Africans. But a couple of years ago, I remember when we had Heritage Day as well, I, I was praying and I said to God, Lord, as a Christian, as a believer of Jesus Christ, how... How do I approach Heritage Day and what do I celebrate mostly and first of all? And I just felt God share with me that heaven is my heritage when I am a believer, when I've given my life to Christ. And that's what I want to chat to us today about is that we should have this 
shift of focus, if we truly are born again believers of Jesus Christ, that we will have this approach that we are first and foremost children of God. And what does that mean? And before we are South African, we are Christian. And I want to encourage us to start having that approach. So today's message is called Heaven is My Heritage. Heaven is My Heritage. And I, I want this to really get into your hearts and minds and to know that when you look at that, that is actually what you should know is that you have a passport that says heaven <laughs> and that that is actually your most important passport that you should carry. I'm going to share a couple of scriptures with you and then I want to share a few thoughts as we go through this. This first scripture is from John 1 from verse 12 and it says, But as many as received him, and as many that has gotten saved, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What a powerful, powerful verse. This gets confirmed by John in 1 John 3, where it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. And listen to this in verse 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. Sure, what a powerful promise that we have when we have given our lives to Christ. Look at Philippians 3.18. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship, listen to this, our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. How beautiful is that? We are citizens of heaven who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. I told you guys a little bit last week about the powerful statements about Jesus and how all things are to him, for him and from him. All right, let's look at Ephesians 2 verse 1. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, 
who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up and made us sit together in the heavenly places with, uh, in Christ Jesus. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. How powerful is that? For by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, that is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. <laughs> That's amazing. So powerful. Listen to this. Just confirming it once again. 1 Peter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away reserved where in heaven for who for you for me those in christ who are kept we are kept by the power of god through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time this is great news people <laughs> i want you to really Listen to these verses and take it as truth in your life when you are a born-again believer. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. That is what we are called to be, holy and blameless. And this last one I want to share with you as well, because it talks about how we should not be the same as the world. If we are from heaven, if we are seated in heavenly places, if we are tapping into heavenly blessings, then we are different from the world. Look at what Paul says here in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that is strong language. He is really appealing to them by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. That is what we are called to in Christ. Now, why did I read all these scriptures? I hope it is obvious, but let me help you if it's not. When you are born again, when you have decided to say yes to Jesus, and we've done this, we've covered this in our foundational series. We talked about repentance and salvation. And we saw very clearly that it takes a very definite step and decision to say, I will follow Jesus. If you have taken that step to say, I repent from my old way of living, I turn to Jesus, I change the way I was thinking 
from the world's way to God's way and I say yes to Jesus and I step into this relationship with Jesus which gives me access to the Father and that now becomes my identity as we saw in the scripture I am now a child of God I have the right to be a child of God by salvation and what does that mean it means according to these scriptures that I am now a citizen of heaven I'm seated in heavenly places. There's another scripture that I didn't even put up here that says, we are not from this world, but we are in this world. What does that mean? It means that even though we are operating in this physical realm that we are in, that we always need to remember that we are spirit first. And that when we became born again, our spirits became alive and it, it stepped into its rightful position, seated in heavenly places in Christ, where we have access to the spirit, to every spiritual blessing according to Ephesians 1. So when we are physically in this world, we, we can't allow our bodies, our physical senses to be the main thing that is driving our lives. But it's so easy for us to fall into that trap. We allow what we see physically, hear physically, feel physically and emotionally to make our decisions for us. But God is calling us literally to higher places, literally and figuratively, or I should say rather literally and spiritually, it's more accurate, to higher places. In Colossians 3 is another verse that I didn't put up, but I want to remind you of. It says, do not set your minds on things of the earth, but set your minds on things above. We are called to focus, meditate on those things that are from God, from heaven, because we are now citizens of heaven. Your passport says heaven. Your main passport says, I am from heaven. <laughs> and then secondly, yes, I'm a South African, or I'm from Namibia, or I'm Zimbabwean, or I'm American or from Britain, or Australia, or whatever the case might be, wherever you were born physically, you must know that that was ordained by God. Look at Acts 17, verse 26. It says that all people come from the same blood, and God ordained the times and the seasons and the places where people will be born. God decided that. So where you were born physically, that is from God. God decided that. But it's not your main identity. It is not mainly who you are. You are mainly who you are as God designed you to be before the foundation of the earth. You saw there in Ephesians 1, he called us, chose us before the foundation of the earth. How is that possible? Well, when we read Psalm 139 and we see that God has a book overall, he's written in his book about each and every one of us. Before we were even born, before we were formed in our mother's womb. In Jeremiah 1, he says to, uh, God says to Jeremiah, before I formed you, I knew you. In Genesis 1, he says to, to Adam, uh, or we read that he created man and, and woman in his image. He created them. And then in Genesis 2, we read how he formed man. God is spirit. So our spirit is created in his image. And then he formed us in a certain time. And when we become born again, 
our true identity as the spirit beings, our original design that God gave us comes alive. And we are now operating from this place. And we step out of the physical place that we were born into and we step into heaven. And we are now spiritually seated in heavenly places and that is our true identity. And from there, we live in this earthly realm. All right, I know that's a lot to wrap your head around, but I want you to know that this is what these scriptures are saying. And it's not just abstract, weird little ideas. This is the truth of God's word speaking to us today, telling us this, if we are born again, this is our heritage. Heaven is our heritage and everything that that entails. So that means this has to affect where we live, how we live, the culture in our marriage, the culture in my home, the culture in which I raise my children, the culture that I allow into my home, the culture that I engage with. And I cannot have the excuse as a Christian that certain things from my culture I was born in that is not in line with God's word, and I know it's not in line with God's word, I cannot use the excuse that, oh yeah, but that's my culture because my culture has changed. Yes, my, my, there's, there's beautiful things to celebrate about culture and I'm not here to knock any culture specifically, but we have to realize that when I give my life to Christ, he has to come first and the word of God has to be the main moral compass in my life. So I, I have to look at my culture that I was born into physically from my new culture's perspective. And the things that are not contrary to the word of God, yes, that can stay. But the things that are contrary to the word of God, that is from my old man, my old self, it has to go. We need to repent of any of those ways of thinking or doing that is not in line with God's word. We need to lay it down and we need to change the culture in our home to a culture in line with heaven, a culture in line with God's word. And men of God, I want to speak to us specifically. This is mainly our job is to set the culture in our home. Now, if you are a lady listening to this and you're a single mom, I, I can't even imagine how difficult this must be. But I want to encourage you today that where, where the husband of your children or the, the father of your children or a ex-husband has failed you, God the Father will never fail you. And he will help you to supernaturally do what a father was supposed to do. So be encouraged by that. But know that now it's, it's also in your purview to set the culture in your home as a culture of heaven. But if you are a husband, you, you are married, you're the father of children, or you're a future father, you're trusting God for children, I want you to know that this is very important. As men, we are ordained by God, by the order of God, to be the ones who set the tone, the atmosphere, the culture in our home. We cannot bring what we don't have. We cannot establish what we don't really believe ourselves. So it starts with our own quiet time with God, reading his word, making it a part of who we are, 
letting our old way of thinking pre-salvation change. Romans 12, not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And I renew my mind by reading the word of God, by saying it out loud, by believing it and applying it to my life more and more and more. And then as the husband, then as the father, I bring heaven home. As, as Doni Cassie Carsten says so well. I want you to realize that these scriptures are very powerful, very true. But it has to actually be believed and applied. I want you also to know that I love being South African. I love being Afrikaans and being in this nation. I love looking at other cultures and learning and celebrating it with them. And seeing how we can all learn from each other. That all of that is great and beautiful and good. But as citizens of heaven, we have to, whether I'm black or brown or white or Indian or Asian, I'm, if I am born again, my first identity is my identity in Christ. That is my main identity. I am firstly a citizen of heaven and then I am South African and then I am whatever else you may be. And we have to look at it that way. Otherwise, our culture we grew up in, the things from our culture that is not in line with God's word will start infiltrating our lives or be not removed as it should be. And we will never get into the fullness of what it means to be a child of God. One last thing that I want to say, and this is a difficult subject, the danger and I will actually say the crisis of cultural Christianity is rife in our nation. What do I mean by that? Many cultures in our nation over the centuries have been evangelized. And a, a lot of that stuff started out well. But with some of the evangelism, some of the missionary work, some of the culture of the Western culture was maybe brought into some African cultures. And some African cultures adopted some of what God's, uh, God's culture is, but they intertwined it with things that they believe already. For example, there are some um, movements in South Africa where they pray to ancestors and to Jesus and God and Holy Spirit. They don't distinguish between the ancestors and praying to Jesus. Now, these kinds of things get very tricky. In the culture that I grew up in, I believe it can also happen, and it, it does happen, where we create an image of God that suits us. Then we make that image of God part of our culture, our language, our songs, uh, the way we do life. And we worship our culture. And we say that God is a part of it. We even say that God is the head of it. But... When we take an idea of God and, and we carve an image of God that is not truly God, we are creating an idol and we are then praying to that idol. And if we shape it in a way that suits us and it's a part of our culture and we actually are worshiping our culture, the thing that we created, we're actually falling into the trap that the people of God fell into over and over and over again that we read in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and see the pattern of destruction that that leads to. 
And God is speaking to us today through his word and saying, my standards haven't changed. I'm a jealous God, but I am the true God, the living God. And these are the things that's true about who I am. Serve me. Pray to me. Worship me. Don't fall in the trap. Don't be deceived and create your own God that's comfortable and convenient, that lines up with your culture and then say you're a Christian. Because when we are cultural Christians, we are not actually truly Christian in the sense of giving our lives to Christ. And I know I may be stepping on some toes, but I, I want people to think today. I want you to think today. What is more important to you? Here's a test. If you're in a conversation and someone insults your culture or offends you from a cultural point of view, and in the same conversation, they say something uh, derogatory about God or they use Jesus' name in vain, which one of the two will upset you the most? That will give you an indication of where you are. Are you a cultural Christian or a born-again citizen of heaven? I follow Jesus and I sacrifice all that I am for his kingdom kind of Christian. There's a difference. And I want to call you into the fullness of what God has for you. I want to call all of us into the fullness of what God has for us. I want to see the... I mean, let me, let me tell you this. In the last census they had, it's... It, it, it came out that 84% of South Africans claim to be Christian. 84% of about 50 million people. That is like 40-something-odd million people. Now, if you look at our nation and where we're at in terms of crime, corruption, um, all the rioting and the horrible things that are happening, do you think... 84% of people are truly Christian. No. If 84% of our nation was born again, Holy Spirit-filled, reading their Bibles every day and believing it and applying it, worshiping God in spirit and truth, loving their neighbor, applying these scriptures of true unity in the body of Christ, um, not being selfish, not being offended by every little thing, not wanting to, be, to do corruption because it's just wrong, not wanting to murder people, not wanting to rape children, these things, are, we, have, we would have a completely different nation. So it's not hard to prove that there is such a thing as cultural Christianity. And there's also such a thing as Christianity that is watered down. The question is, what are we going to do about it? We can't just complain. We can't just, you know, say, oh, that's too bad. We have to act. And it starts with us taking up the responsibility to pray for our marriages, for our families, for our communities. Because healthy families build a healthy nation. And a healthy family is built upon a healthy marriage. And a healthy marriage is built upon two people who love Jesus. And two people who love Jesus have committed their lives to Him. Came together knowing that I am holding God and I am holding God. And we are forming a new whole. And from this place, we will love our children well and raise up royalty that will affect the future generations. 
Do you see how our foundations and our impact series are coming together in this message even as well? Each of us have a role to play. Last week we read from Ephesians 4 how each of us have is a joint and a part of the body of Christ that gives something. If we, each of us don't live up to what God has called us to be, the whole body of Christ is missing out. So I want to appeal to all of us today. As Paul says, we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. If, if you say you're a Christian, what does that mean? Are you truly born again, truly saved? Have you truly laid down your old self and are you living for God? If you have done that, have you laid down your culture that you were born in? Have you truly said that God's culture is more important than the culture I grew up in? Can you make the decision to only celebrate the things that are not contrary to the word of God and lay down the things in your culture that are contrary to the word of God? Because first and foremost, you're a citizen of heaven. That is the call on us today from God to make a decision. Who do we truly follow? Where do we truly stand when it comes to this? All right. I want to take a moment. I want to ask us to, to reflect and respond to what God has been sharing with us today. I really believe this is an important moment for all of us to just quiet ourselves and say, Jesus, help us. I trust that these scriptures and the short message that I brought today has really ministered to you challenged all of us in a, in a good and a positive way. I want you to be encouraged on the one hand to know that if you've given your life to Christ, you are a citizen of heaven. That is who you are. And at the same time, I want to challenge us and say, if I have said this and if I am seated in heavenly places, how does this reflect in my day-to-day -day life? How does this reflect into the natural culture that I was born into? Am I salt and light for heaven where I am at? Am I bringing heaven's culture into my marriage, into my family, into the way I'm raising my children, into the way that I'm dealing with my neighbors and those at my workplace? Let's take a moment, close your eyes, reach out to heaven, and as the Holy Spirit leads you, just accept that identity that you are a citizen of heaven, that heaven is your heritage. And if there's anything that you realize today, oh, I have allowed my physical culture, my, my, my culture I was born into, I've allowed that to dictate certain things of my life. I've allowed certain immoral acts that are culturally acceptable but are against the word of God into my life. I want you to repent before God as the Holy Spirit leads you. Say, Lord, I turn away from that way of thinking. I turn away from that way of doing and I turn back to you and your way of thinking. Forgive me, O Lord. Wash me clean. Make me new. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Maybe today you realize that you may be a cultural Christian. You grew up in a Christian home, but you've never really given your life to Christ. You've never really taken that step, laid down all of who you are and said yes to Jesus, picked up your cross and followed him. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. You know, listening to this today and this is speaking to you. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus today. If that's you, just take a moment and pray with me. I'm going to help you. Just say this after me. Pray this after me from the deepest part of who you are to the living God that created everything. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, today I choose to give my life to you. I believe that you, Jesus, are the Son of God, that you died on a cross for all of my sins, that you rose from the grave, and that you are seated at the right hand of God, and that you've prepared a place for me. I believe that because of you, I am seated in heavenly places. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will help me to live that way. I lay my will down. I lay my desires down. And I choose to do your will and make your desires my desires. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> if you've just given your life to Christ, there is an absolute party celebration of abundance in heaven. The Bible says there's rejoicing in heaven when one comes to Christ. If that's you today, please reach out to us. Let us know that you've come home, that you've stepped into heaven. And that you are now a proud carrier of a passport that says, Heaven is my heritage. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love you and I miss you. And I look forward to gather together at our venue again. And we will be online again. So I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast message of the week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.